everybody. Uh, welcome to the Prophecy Pros Podcast. Uh, Todd Hampson and I are very excited today to w- welcome a very special guest and a good friend, uh, Tim Moore, uh, to the program. Tim, great to have you with us. Jeff, it's a blessing to be here. I've been looking forward to it. Fantastic. If you don't know Tim, Tim is the executive director of the CEO of Lamb and Lion Ministries. Uh, you may recognize that name, Dr. David Reagan. And uh, Tim has uh, been passed the baton. So now he is uh, now directing that ministry and doing a fantastic job. And we're excited to have Tim with us. And one of the things that is very exciting about Tim is that he has a great background in the secular community as an airline pilot with the Air Force. Uh, he was a colonel there, uh, but also uh, for his uh, just his intensity for Bible prophecy. Been a longtime student of Bible prophecy. And obviously, if, if someone like Dr. David Reagan wants you to take over the helm, uh, essentially the controls to the ship there, then uh, he, there must be some chutzpah there uh, with the Bible prophecy. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a, uh, a high honor to be able to follow in Dr. David Reagan's yeah. footsteps, but obviously he has very large feet, so yeah. to begin to try to fill his uh, yeah. shoes is a, a challenge as well. But yeah. it, God has been good, so high praise from you, Jeff. Uh, yeah, it's been a great three weeks. Uh, we're very early in this new tenure, but God has been good already. Oh, that's exciting. And, it, and it's so wild. Us, you know, we've been on Lamb and Lion before oh, yeah. in Christ and Prophecy and have known Tim for a while and kind of were, uh, saw when you first started doing the transition and they pulled you on. It was great to, great to meet you. So it's kind of weird having you on our show. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a turnaround. Role reversal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, we should also mention we're recording this, like we have a few others at NRB, so that you might hear some background noise. Those are a few thousand of our good friends yep. hanging out with us and walking by and watching us record this. Yep. And uh, But anyway, Tim, it's just an honor to have you here, man. It really is, brother. Thank you very much, Todd. Cool. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, Tim, let's, let's start off by talking. You and I were having a conversation a few minutes ago just about um, how difficult it is sometimes to convince pastors, of all people, of the importance of Bible prophecy. And uh, I think there are a lot of reasons why pastors don't talk about prophecy. But from your experience and just some of the background exposure you've had, what are some of the reasons why pastors have said, hey, I think I'll hold off on the prophecy thing? Well, I think they've been scared away because they see it as being potentially divisive. They've Mm -hmm. seen churches that have divided over various interpretations of Bible prophecy. They see it as not uh, as relevant as, quote-unquote, the gospel, although it is a very gospel-oriented message. When we say Mm -hmm. Jesus is coming again soon, it is to motivate people toward urgent evangelism. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that is a, uh, a perception that they have that really doesn't meet reality. And then I think that they get so caught up with other aspects, and frankly, they have not been trained oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a dear friend of mine who's a young pastor asked me about my role in this ministry, and I was explaining it to him, and he said, wow, I've never really thought much about prophecy. I said, really? <laughs> he said, no, never studied it throughout wow. all my time in seminary. Oh, wow. And wow. so really, there's no foundational uh, recognition of the importance, and so I think that blends over into their, their time as a pastor, but again, so much of Scripture deals with prophecy. So much of what we talk about in Christ's first coming yeah. was a fulfillment of prophecy. And so why would we discount that whole genre of Scripture? Mm. That's crazy. You think about if you were a mechanic, someone saying, hey, I need to get my oil changed. And he goes, oil change? We don't do oil changes here. <laughs> it's like, well, no, no. The oil changing is really a part of the whole bigger picture there. And uh, we, we said earlier in the earlier podcast Prophecy is not essential for salvation, but it's essential for facing the last days. Yeah, certainly. And so we need to be equipped uh, in that whole area. Uh, okay, so back up just a little bit. Tell us how you got interested in Bible prophecy initially. Well, uh, this is a testimony to God's goodness, but also to the 
uh, faithfulness of David Reagan because years ago, while I was stationed in Indiana, he came to a little church out in the cornfields. Uh, we like to remind <laughs> folks that there were more folks at that church than there were in the town it resided in. Oh, wow. So they came from all around. Mm. And one time they said, there's going to be a fellow here to talk about Bible prophecy. He's going to speak Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And my wife said, are, really, are we going to drive the 30 or 45 minutes every day? And I mm. said, no, we'll go on Sunday, but probably not after that. <laughs> well, the first time I heard David Reagan present a message about Bible prophecy and its relevance, mm. I was so excited to, to hear this word. I'd never heard it before. Mm that, of course, we were there every day and have been affiliated with the ministry ever since. Mm. Wow. That so was that, the early 1990s. Wow. And that's what we're finding now, mm. even with younger generations, is that they've never come across it before, so they don't realize how exciting it is. And as soon as they engage with it in a meaningful, biblically sound way, yeah. it's like the whole Bible just comes to life for them. Mm. Well, it's, it's like the disciples on the road to Emmaus. I cite that passage when yeah. I was down in southern Louisiana recently at a men's conference presenting messages about Bible prophecy, and several of these fellows came up to me afterwards and said, this is so exciting, why have we never heard this? And yeah, I said, yeah. well, I, I don't know, but you're hearing it now. They said, come back. I said, it's kind of like your hearts are burning within you yeah. as you hear <laughs> right. how the prophetic word points yeah. to Jesus Christ. They said, right. yeah. I said, that's exactly what happened with the disciples mm. on the road to Emmaus as Jesus illuminated the prophetic scriptures pointing to him. And that's what we seek to do. Yep, exactly. And unlike Jesus on the road to Emmaus, you probably didn't rebuke them and call them foolish men. You know, <laughs> no, for, for no, for I not did not. The prophecies. <laughs> you know, it's very interesting because I know one time we bought a house and, and as we explored the house, we kept finding new areas and new aspects of the house that we previously didn't know when we bought it, you know, how cool it was. I think Bible prophecy is a lot like that. You know, you have Christians that are introduced to the Bible, introduced to the basics of the faith, basic doctrines and stuff. And then as you go along, I think naturally you discover new areas of doctrine that are right there in the Scripture, and you go, wow, this has been here all along. How come no one's ever told me that? Mm -hmm. And so prophecy really does. It, it opens up so many areas uh, for discernment for the times in which we're living. And there are a lot of things going on right now for which we need discernment, right? We certainly do. And we have to recognize that, that the Lord included these passages and this portion of God's Word in Scripture because he wanted us to understand. In other words, it's not just the book of Revelation. God revealed himself throughout the entirety of Scripture, and he revealed things that would come to pass, things that are still and even right now coming to pass because he wanted us to have discernment. And over and over again, we can point to passages that expect us to exercise that discernment. You know, the writer of Hebrews says that we should encourage each other and all the more as we see the day drawing near. That's right. It was understood that we would recognize and discern the very signs of the times being multiplied around us to discern the day drawing near. And so it is part of our walk of faith that we gaze into all that the Lord wants us to understand. Amen. Full counsel. That's so true. And it, you know, we often talk about, I like the analogy used with the with the oil, I, I call Bible prophecy the central nervous system of the Bible. Mm. It connects to every key person, every key story, yes. and it really helps you learn theology. Even if you've never studied theology systematically, if, if somebody can cause you to fall in love with prophecy and look into it, you're going to learn theology. If you fall in love with the book of Revelation, you're going to have to learn what those symbols mean in the Old Testament, so it drives you yeah. back in the Old oh, Testament. Certainly. Mm. <laughs> so what are, what are some of the key things you've seen in terms of, like those, those men you mentioned, what are some of the teaching tools that you've seen that are pretty effective in helping people uh, learn more about Bible prophecy in our day? Well, we start oftentimes by pointing out that 
when Christ came the first time, uh, there were many prophecies that pointed to his first coming, about 300 different prophecies. You can boil them down to just over 100 that were individual, in other words, not repeats of other uh, prophecies that were given. And so we can affirm who Jesus was and the fact that he fulfilled all those prophecies in his first coming. And yet in the Old Testament, there are about 500 prophecies that point to a second coming. So when people begin to recognize, all right, Jesus is validated by Bible prophecy, his authority is demonstrated and fulfilled in prophecy, then they begin to understand this probably has relevance for what I should be looking forward to with his second coming. And we again, it's easy to look around at the world and see all the frustrations and the challenges that we face as believers and as a society, but when you understand this is part of what God revealed would come to pass. And so, yes, it's getting darker by the day, but yeah. as Adrian Rogers said, it's getting gloriously dark right. because we know that God is still in control. We know that this is fulfilling his prophetic word and that it points to Jesus' soon return. Yeah. You know, you talk about 500 prophecies in the Old Testament. It's interesting that some of the prophecies and some of just doctrine in general is kind of like low-hanging fruit. I mean, it's there. It's so easy to spot. I mean, it's like... Jesus at the end of Revelation, he kept saying over and over again, I'm coming quickly, I'm coming quickly, I'm coming quickly. It's like, do you get the message yet? You know, it's, <laughs> it's really easy to get this stuff. Other prophecies require more study. Yes. You know, it requires us to kind of dive in. That's why they call it Bible study. And we have to sort of see it in its context and maybe recognize a prophetic text that maybe in the past you thought, oh, I didn't know that was looking to the future. I thought that was just for Isaiah or whatever. So what are some things, uh, maybe a principle that our listeners could uh, could put into their personal Bible study about how to discover what some of those prophecies are. Well, I think Dr. Reagan has said it well. Look for the plain sense in mm. Scripture. We are literalist in the sense that we don't look for some kind of allegorical or metaphorical uh, understanding of Scripture. When the plain sense makes sense, mm -hmm. don't look for any other sense, lest you end up with nonsense. Right. And there are too many Bible prophecy so-called mm -hmm. teachers mm -hmm. who get these metaphorical, you know, spider webs of weaving yes. all this fanciful things mm. and then they end up with nonsense and mm -hmm. that scares away those who want That's to be right, faithful yeah. uh, they don't want to chase after fanatics right. and, and nor do we mm -hmm. so we say mm -hmm. look for just the plain sense mm -hmm. and recognize that even by studying as you say we get a blessing you know mm -hmm. there was a book that came out a few years ago everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten mm -hmm. well maybe in terms of the big picture but if you stop learning in kindergarten well, you're leaving a lot of knowledge and wisdom on the table yeah, that's absolutely. yours to be gained yeah. over the course of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. and, and we don't mm -hmm. want to just stay at a base level of mm -hmm. awareness. But there's a promise uh, in mm -hmm. Revelation listed twice mm -hmm. that for those who read and heed this book of prophecy, you get a blessing. And you think, mm -hmm. well, now how do you heed the book of Revelation? It's one thing to read it. I can do that, <laughs> yeah. and I have multiple times. How do you heed the book of Revelation? I'll just pose that question to you guys. Right. Well, for one thing, knowing what's coming, we can, we can keep an eye out for those conditions forming in our day. And also, I believe the first few chapters that are directed at the church are so relevant for us right Definitely. now. And people don't realize that that's written to the church of the things we can learn about that right now. Amen. You're yeah. exactly right, Todd. And as you were saying earlier, there's so much content that we learn theologically from the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got the doctrine of man in there. You've got the doctrine of God, the doctrine of sin, doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of eschatology. I mean, all of that is contained in Revelation. We learn so much about the character of God. And the more we learn the character of God, the more we can worship God. Amen. And the greater our view of God is, the greater and more deeper our worship becomes. 
And Revelation is the book of worship. Oh, I mean, it's exactly right. I mean, even in the judgments, right, Tim? I mean, we see the greatness, the glory, and and the righteousness of God. For us as believers, I mean, that causes us to be in awe of who is this God who can command the wind and the waves and these judgments to come to the earth. Well, and even as those judgments are being revealed, at times there's almost an aside when John Mm -hmm. records the incredible worship that's taking place in heaven as the -hmm. the angelic choirs and all the, the saints fall down just worshiping the Lord as almost an interlude in the midst of the the narrative, so to speak. But I also think it comes down to this. How do we heed? Well, the first aspect of heeding goes all the way back to how Abraham was credited with righteousness. We believe God. And so if I don't believe God, if I don't believe that this is his word, then I'm going to have a hard time accepting it or heeding it in the first place. And so to me, it is reading and heeding by believing God. If I believe God, then I'm going to trust his word And whether I understand it or not, I will gain discernment over time. His Spirit will reveal it to me just by determining to believe. And one of the things we're most excited about leading into this fall at Lamb and Lion Ministries is on our television show, Christ in Prophecy, we're going to start a series called Christ in Prophecy, Mm. or Back to the Future, so to speak. We're going to go back and review Jesus throughout the Old Testament, and how he is the author. You know, he's the mm-hmm. author and perfecter of our faith. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the author of God's meta-narrative, that overarching right. story yeah. that mm-hmm. points to Christ coming the first time and points as well to mm-hmm. him coming again. So from Genesis to Revelation, obviously very foundational book in Genesis. Yeah. And today in our society, what is Satan attacking? Mm-hmm. Well, he's once again saying to the world, did God really say? Exactly. Well. Did God really say there's man and woman? Did God really say there are two created genders or sexes? Did God really say that marriage is a special relationship? Mm -hmm. Did God really say that man is the great creation of God? And so Satan wants to undermine all of God's truth Mm -hmm. and condemn him as a liar. Mm -hmm. We who believe him Mm -hmm. want to discern from all of his word. Amen. And one of the things that I've appreciated about Lamb and Lion Ministries over the years is the commitment to the Word of God. Uh, You guys don't chase peripheral issues. You don't go after all these obtuse theories and speculations and stuff like that. I think part of that, and as I have gotten to know David Reagan over the years, is that, and we have the same commitment here, is that when we come to the Word of God, we come respectfully, we come humbly, uh, we come knowing that we're treading on holy ground. Uh, we know that we are to handle the word accurately. And there needs to be, I think, and I see this in your ministry, Tim, a, a certain healthy fear of I, do, I don't want to misuse God's word yep. or mislead others in doing it. And that creates sort of a safety net that prevents us from kind of wandering off into the wilderness, if you will, uh, with the word. And when, when you come to Revelation, it would be easy to wander. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. with all the, the crazy Fantastic. apocalyptic, you know, literature and, and words and word pictures that are there and people go into great kind of speculation. But what keeps you guys, you know, focused in on just the literal, grammatical, historical, contextual interpretation of Revelation? I guess in a nutshell, it is keeping our eyes on Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I had a, a group one time that wanted me to come and, and speak on the Antichrist. And I said, well, I can do that, but I will obviously focus on Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. They said, well, yeah, yeah, but we're really fascinated about the Antichrist. We've been studying him for over a year. <laughs> I said, a year? Wow. Studying the Antichrist. Yeah. Well, all right, uh, I'll try to sum up, but yeah. I'm going to point you back to Jesus right. Christ. Yeah. And so 
I again say, if we keep our mm-hmm. eyes on Christ, then all those peripheral things, they may have some significance at some point, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to go chasing after, you know, are there building blocks at the temple at the Walmart parking lot or whatever, right. as you hear <laughs> on Facebook. Right. Uh, we're going to keep our eyes on Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I, I admire that so yeah. much about the ministry. I mean, anytime I recommend a resource from Lamb and Line, whether it's a video or a PDF download or your newsletter, I, I can recommend that with thorough conviction that I know it's going to be thoroughly biblical and all the evidence, the biblical support is going to be right there for them to study it for themselves. So I, I thank you so much for doing that. Well, I got to echo the same way. That's why we recommend y'all's books mm-hmm. and your writings. Uh, individually and collectively now that you're the prophecy pros because <laughs> you all are absolutely grounded mm-hmm. on and are in the Word of God yeah. and you're not going to steer people astray and I have great confidence in that and I'll credit the Lord who both of you serve wholly and yeah. so you have been faithful and and I'm grateful for you both uh, Thanks, thank brother. you so much for that I'll, I'll say this too on your website and, and tell me your website's address again. Yes, sir. We're at lamblion.com. Lamblion.com. So anybody that can wants to can visit us at lamblion.com. We have a yes. tremendous team that puts that together. And uh, Nathan Jones, our internet yes. evangelist, and, and his staff. So come and check us out. Well, the Prophecy Pros highly recommend lamblion.com because you're not just going to get resources in terms of books, but there are videos there you can watch and also articles ex- exceptionally well-written articles mm-hmm. that give a lot of research in the background there's footnotes to these things so when you want to ask a question well what are we going to do in the legal kingdom you can go to that website there's going to be an article there uh, for that and, and one thing to piggyback on what you said earlier about focusing in on christ you know revelation 19:10 says that the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy amen, amen. any study of prophecy that doesn't ultimately lead you to jesus is not a study on prophecy. It's not been taught by at least. You exactly know? right. Yeah. Because Christ is the apex. I mean, he is the climactic, dramatic persona of the second, you know, the, the tribulation period and the second coming. So when we focus in on Christ, because he, he elevates to the, to the forefront of every bit of that narrative, and of course, in the end, we're going to be worshiping Christ for eternity. Exactly. So I appreciate you guys exalting Jesus because in the end, he's the only name that really matters. Certainly. That's it. That's yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, I can't think of much more to say, man, other than one other question is that uh, because you guys are so biblically uh, sound, that you also talk about the signs of the times. And that's a thing that uh, if there's anything in the realm of Bible prophecy, people try to say that's a little sensational. No, it's not sensational at all. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees and he rebuked the crowds for not understanding the time they were in. So here we are at the end of the church age when we should be more excited about Bible prophecy than ever, yet we have the least amount of interest in it. So how, what can you speak into that in terms of how we are supposed to know the times that we're living in? Well, that, that's an excellent question. And I think that even this past year, we've seen so many people filled with angst and, and anxiety, frustration. Mm-hmm. Uh, our nation and the world at, at large seems to be in a moment mm-hmm. of division. And yet Christians should be in the, the eye of the storm, so to speak, right. totally at, right. at peace and calm. Because while the, the storm rages about us, we know why it's happening we know what is happening and what is going to happen and so we should not be shaken uh because our confidence is in god he has revealed Mm. these things will happen so whether it's signs of nature signs of society yes very heartbreaking as we witness our society seem to just collapse in upon itself if you have children or grandchildren that's heartbreaking because they will have even greater challenges than we have known signs of spiritual uh implications signs of world politics obviously we talk about signs of technology how even some of the modern technology is fulfilling 
the various prophetic uh, words that we know will come to pass. And then obviously signs of Israel, which is really the greatest example of how God has demonstrated his faithfulness to keep his word. And people say, well, they don't deserve it. Well, neither do I. Neither do, neither right. do you. Right. So if I'm <laughs> relying new? on my deserving, yeah. then I'm, I'm lost. Yep. We That's rely right. on God's grace, but mm. he is faithful. Amen. And so these various signs that are outlined in Scripture, mm-hmm. and yes, to understand and discern them takes some study. Right. But once you've studied the Word of God, mm-hmm. then what's happening in our world really mm-hmm. falls into place, and you are not shaken. That's and right. what, a, what a great way to end the podcast yep. on that note of hope. Yep that even though the world seems to be crumbling around us, when you study Bible prophecy as believers, we should be like we're in the eye of the storm, perfectly at peace, yep. knowing God's in control. My, my first pastor used to say, worry is a Christian sin. Yeah, yeah I really <laughs> If point. we're worrying, we're not trusting God. Yeah. And now more than ever, we need to demonstrate that we can trust God, even though everything's crumbling around us, at, it, it seems at times. Yep. Uh, but God has a purpose for us being here at this time. Amen. The word of God leads us to the God of the word. Amen. <laughs> That's the well point, said. right? Yeah. Hey, Tim, thank you so much. Tim Moore for being with us on the Prophecy Pros podcast. Check out Lamline Ministries. Christ in Prophecy is the program. Uh, it airs every week, right? Yes, sir. So there's a new episode every week. You're going to love it. You're going to be grounded and equipped in your faith. And uh, we want to give a shout out to Harvest House and specifically Harvest Prophecy, which is a new imprint of Harvest House uh, producing exclusively prophecy books. And Todd and I both have some books out there on that new imprint. So we're excited about that. And I uh, thank them for sponsoring us at this booth. And for NRB and all the people that tuned in and came by, God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Amen. Did you know you can find the Prophecy Pros on the Edify Network? That's right. We're there now, and we're getting massive exposure. So cool. It's E-D-I-F-I, the Edify Network. Check it out, subscribe, and listen with other podcasts as well on that great network. And as always, we want to thank Harvest House Publishers for making this possible. We could not do this without them. 